podcast already. There we go. It's Wednesday morning. That is the perfect start. That is indicative of the fact that Kyle got in at 1.30 a.m. last night. I got a little bit earlier, but we spent the whole day recording podcast in Philly. So let's go. <laughs> I'm like, did this, is this mic attached to me? Is that? <laughs> oh, man. You know, we said this morning, you know why a soda is going to win? Because the six or seven of us work like 12 to 14 other people. Right, like Legit. there's there is this double duty work ethic going on inside the walls and halls of a Sodu right now. Let us just tell you. <laughs> and here's the reason why, because we are all at a Sodu united around this belief that like we don't just want to do what we're doing, but we have to do Whoa. what we're doing. Like there is an obligation to it's our true. industry that we feel here at Asodu. And so if you are a part of the community, if you're listening to the podcast, if you get the emails, if you follow us on social, we, uh, we are grateful to you, but also just know like we feel this obligation to you. And so that's a two way street. I think, really is. you know, what, what I always say is like, we want feedback. I love I love when people press back or push it, you know, to ask questions or, or dive into something that we're saying um, because it spurs us on to go, oh, there's a new frame of mind. There's another mindset. Let's draw. Let's draw from that. Let's contextualize that. Whatever's going on in our industry, we feel the obligation to to make sure that, like you said, you know, yesterday we were sitting with Michael Cirillo to like put up this beacon and allow people to move toward it. No right? doubt. No doubt. So we spent the day in Philly yesterday checking out, uh, going through again with a fine-tooth comb, the venue for Asodu, the hotel, every room, every detail, every AV technicality. And then we all got together um, in the penthouse and we recorded the beginnings of what is going to be Auto Collabs, the podcast. We may actually launch episode 00 this week. This is a longer form podcast. Uh, Kyle, myself, and Michael Cirillo are going to host this, uh, this, we'll call it a, a podcast extravaganza. We have dozens <laughs> and dozens. I love how we're like everything new that we do. Extravaganza. Really sad, it's an extravaganza. That's so true. <laughs> Why not? That's what it feels like. That is what yeah. it feels like. It feels like there's it, a lot absolutely. of things happen. It is it is the least sterile and stale thing you're gonna hear. Um, and we have interviews with dealers and industry partners and outside industry pros. Um, long form. No more like just quick shots in the morning, news and commentary. We're going deep on the interviews. We've been being requested of that and bringing Michael Cirillo into the conversation has brought a whole new level of texture and a whole new level of antics. Paul, I don't know if you know life. this. I don't know if you know this, but Michael Cirillo's podcast is downloaded in over 70 countries 70? across the world. 70, Paul. I may may have heard that at one point. I don't know. I'm going to get a t-shirt so we can. There's an inside more. joke here. Apologize. Well, you'll, if, you're going to hear hey, it all. You got to listen to the podcast. You're going you to hear it all. It. There are so, a lot of laughs. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of insights um, because we can have fun and make progress at the same time. Right. Um, if you haven't gotten your tickets to a Sodu, go to a Sodu.com. Uh, this week, we're we'll announcing more speakers, uh, more of the agenda, more of the list, and uh, it's going to continue to shape up and really be textured in with this content from Auto Collabs. Uh, there are some things going on in the world because nothing stops because we start podcasting. Um, we talked uh, about uh, the VW brand Scout when it was, when the first concept, we were at Digital Dealer in Tampa when the concept we pictures right. came out 
And we were like, this looks awesome. VW dealers have been asking for a pickup truck for a long time. We were in the elevator with a VW rep and we're like, hey, how about a, that new Scout brand? And she didn't say a word. She was just like, ah. <laughs> that, that's what it looked like. Her face looked like I either, A, don't have any idea what you're talking about, or B, I'm not supposed to talk about it. I think it was right. A. It was definitely A, which, I mean, to be fair, a lot of companies have this same struggle where it's like, it you know, they throw out the new thing and everybody else doesn't really know what's going on. So the public and the employees get it. But uh, yeah, so yesterday, another big announcement in the journey of uh, of the new brand Scout, that's a, that's a VW brand. Uh, and it was announced that the uh, now former CEO and president of Volkswagen well, starting September 1st. Well, okay, so starting September 1st, uh, it, Scott Keogh is stepping into the role as CEO of Scout, which is, is a really, I think, because I think a very, very intelligent move for the brand. Because from what I know of Scott Keogh, in the dealer community and also in the public eye, he's a very liked person, right? He's like... People are attracted to his way of thinking, to the way that he's run the brand, especially since taking over in 2018 with all of the like emissions debacles and where he's kind of led them through uh, the resurrection of that brand through a lot of different things. So, um, yeah, I think I think that it's it's, it's a really positive move uh, to kind of, you know, see what Scout is going to be in the market, because there have been a lot of questions around, and you know, there have been a lot of questions liability for dealers. There haven't been a lot of answers. Um, so I, I really like the, the entrepreneurial nature of what this is going to be. So I'm quoting from an automotive news article uh, who is probably just quoting from a press release. It was a simple, straightforward decision. Either one, stay in my existing role. This is Keo talking. Stay in my existing role and continue to operate and do it accordingly and keep rocking and rolling or take the chance of a lifetime to do a startup company. Uh, Kia told the reporters uh, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and he said, I think if you're an American and a businessman and a person of humanity, in my mind, it was no choice to do a startup, to be entrepreneurial and revive an iconic American brand. I mean, that just gets the entrepreneur. This, this the guy, I, I feel like, I feel like All he's right. one of our own. All right. <laughs> I see you. I see you. Fun, funny story about Scott Keo is that just yesterday, Kyle Shadow crossed a draft letter that you know, we had plans to have him at a SoduCon. And so Kyle's like, hey, here's the draft letter. We're going to send it out. We had some people that were going to get it to him. And then I just sent Kyle a screenshot of this story. He's like, I don't think he's going to come anymore. <laughs> I think he might. I think he's actually, he may actually be more willing to now that he's in this like entrepreneurial brand because there's an there's an identity that has to be that that has to be fulfilled around. no doubt and jim elliott just commented scout is a new brand and not protected by state franchise laws as vw is so vw has a clean sheet distribution system opportunity jim that is the question that's the question we've been asking that's the question jim. that hasn't <laughs> been answered right like look it was like yeah <laughs> lob that one in <laughs> pull the pin <laughs> <laughs> right. But but that really is the question. And and like if we can get him to a SotoCon or get him on a podcast, we would love to talk through that. Because right now he said this in the interview, like he's like Scout is a company that has one employee. Right. And that's wow. him. So it is really an interesting like synthesis of events. We'll see what happens. Um, and again, our whole thing is to show the dealers and the OEMs actually that the dealer network is the biggest single greatest asset in getting vehicles to consumers in a way 
that consumers can really connect with and connect with a brand and be serviced well because you know service is not a strength of any EV company right now. Service is actually yep. where it really trails off. So uh, we'll, we'll see not. where this goes. Love the entrepreneurial spirit. Love the concept designs. Love Scott Keogh. Let's see if we can love the business model that is to come. There it is. It's only there Wednesday. It is. <laughs> but we're going to have to recontextualize our letter to Scott. We will. And we will. Maybe, he'll, maybe we'll we see will. him at a SotoCon. We'll see. I hope yeah. so. Let's, well, let's just say let's just say we should. Let's just say we should. Well, hey, speaking of interesting business models. Segway. We'll take that. Stretched. I we'll, stretched. We'll accept it's it okay. though. That hey. We'll look, it. when you have a 20 hour work day the day before, Kyle. <laughs> With I, a three hour night of sleep. I think we where can you have watch a- <laughs> where you watch text you when you wake up, go back to bed. It's like yo, claps after each of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like periods of collapse like you have two options go back to bed or i'm dialing 911 <laughs> right <laughs> no so uh you know I, there's been a lot of attention uh paid to all types of subscription model services recently um because many people are seeing what subscription services have done over the last 10 years to acquire customer bases and are trying to figure out we've talked a lot about this whether or not that's the like viable solution um, for for the next 10 years. And uh, by the way, we're going to have to run the story back on the BMW thing because I've seen some things about how that might have been a fake story and all that type of stuff. So What's speaking BMW? of subscriptions, yeah. Uh, the heated oh, the seat seats? debacle? Yeah, yeah. What? We'll get back to that. Oh, we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need to do some research, but I just saw it on the interwebs yesterday. So that's a fake tight. story. We might come back. It'd be to a that. brilliant play yeah. if BMW seeded that into. No, no, that was seated a fake that story. Thing. That oh. was a fake story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, looking at Netflix in uh, in in the in the last month, they have for the second month in a row, an, had a drop in subscribership and i think did you uh, i don't know if we if we put the number in our show the notes, total but- the total down over the last two months is 1.3 million last month alone was about nine hundred thousand. so they went four hundred thousand two months ago nine hundred thousand last month so they're down 1.3 million it's really interesting because you've got these new entrants right that are that are trying to kind of acquire some of that uh some of that but business more and than trying they, <laughs> not more than trying at- right Exceeding and 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 what's so wild to me is it's not just the platform. People are chasing shows. Yeah, you know one of the things that they that they were talking about this is that they that Netflix is really trying to find their place in kind of this having to keep up with always having the next best show, like yeah. the thing that everybody wants to stay sticky to. Yep. And it's it's less and less like oh that's the platform that I want to be on because everything on it is what I want yeah um, because and and more I'm kind of like subscribers are chasing what the next big thing is yeah right? so Stranger Things is obviously the the latest hit and they didn't release it all at once they actually staggered the layout across two months right in in an effort to right. get people to not subscribe and then cancel at the end of the month it also in the article we didn't put it in here but they've acquired the studio that made the lego movie the animation studio that made the lego movies so they are making moves again like to your point kyle to make sure that they um can create that they are like legit creators um and so with all the shifting they said they're actually projecting um a gain in subscribers next month i don't know how they do that Mm. but you know they're probably not making it up and they also announced in their earnings call a new model where they are going to release a lower cost 
ad supported version. So like we see a lot of that, um, you know, Hulu where you, you don't have to pay the full price. You get it, you know, reduced price, but you have yep. to see ads and Netflix has, you know, what's like 220 million subscribers right now. So, you know, banking on yep. the fact that a big portion of those are going to go into the lower cost one. I actually canceled Netflix. I just got I actually, the worst thing was paying more money for better resolution is the dumbest thing I could ever imagine. It yeah. just, it just made me mad, right? If they just yeah. had, so releasing an ad version might bring some people back to the platform and just think of the ad inventory this opens up. Like it is that, bonkers. That's a whole revenue stream that they haven't even tapped into at this point. So from a, from an investor perspective and from a net revenue perspective, it probably opens up a whole nother layer. I think the other thing that a lot of people are asking, and and not that they've done it yet, but there's this question mark around uh, the kind of shared login issues that Netflix yep. have, has experienced over yep. the years. And so recognizing that the user base is used to one type of experience, and that's hard as a brand to say like, oh, we've got people sharing logins across four or five users, which means we're missing out on these types of you know revenue streams from those multi-users because you know 220 million subscribers right you're probably you're probably close to if not higher than 2x that on total like installs on you know household devices right so um well so you know let me ask you this i can see how that's a big deal so does if say they loosen up the the multiple login right they stop cracking down on that is it beneficial to stop cracking down on that because now more people are watching the ads and they can sell more inventory? Like that's well, got to offset it. Well, they haven't. They haven't quite. Uh, they haven't done that. They've only uh, done that in like a few markets so far. Oh, but okay. I think it's people hedging for that may be coming. Yep. Um, so, but I, you know, it's interesting because like most people don't share their Apple ID login, right? Because it's a lot more tied to all. Well, it's tied to your whole life, and so now like. Yeah. Apple TV, they've got that locked system. Yeah. And so that's, that's where Netflix has that kind of open, open system that'll, uh, that multiple people can get in. But I do think you can start selling on impressions over yes. just subscribers. Without growth. a doubt. And so that's a, that's a big key. Without a doubt. They said they're going to be partnering with Microsoft to deliver the technology they need um, in order to serve up the ads. And a lot of people say Netflix really knows their users well. So a uh, couple of brands have already expressed interest in committing to really long-term multi-million dollar uh, agreements. A couple companies, brands that are just looking to be on the platform, Peloton and Hyundai, were mentioned uh, as far as even product placement in some of the shows. So this is just another story of evolve or die. And from a dealership perspective, I think it's, you know, the more OTT inventory there is to buy, uh, the better that is for pricing and the better that is yeah, for us we don't, to get You know what? We don't talk about Hyundai enough. There's, well, I, I, speaking of we're Hyundai. We're going to be talking about Hyundai. Well, speaking enough. of Hyundai. Stop. Segway. <laughs> you know, a little, little car company called Kia owned by Hyundai. Uh, we're going to talk about um, them yeah. today. So they've just deployed another commercial where they inserted, uh, they built the commercial around NFT characters. Again, they did it once in the Super Bowl with the RoboDog, but now they have taken uh, an existing community of people who are around these NFTs called Dead Army Skeleton Club. Club spelled with a K, of course, short for Dask, D-A-S-K. Uh, they appear in this really cool commercial. I watched the commercial and it's awesome. 
um, where the skeletons are driving around in the Kia and they go to a drive through. And here's the thing. There's a QR code that is a part is worked into the commercial as actually a piece of like um, set decoration that you can scan and you can get one of 10,000 free NFTs that are kind of a, a collab between Kia and the Dead Army Skeleton Club. The reason this is cool, it's not just to be in NFTs. If you look, um, you know, Kia has been dabbling in this for a little bit. But what they've tapped into is they understand, and, and I'll say it right now, this is the new buzzword, right? Brand was the buzzword for like the last three or four years. The new buzzword is community. I'm just going to put it out there. Okay, everybody's everybody's Absolutely. got a community now, right? But all communities aren't the same, just like all brands aren't the Ooh. same. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit further. <laughs> we can run on that oh, one. <laughs> we, can get, we, got, we got a battle action behind that one. But here's the thing. Kia understands that the NFTs... They have a lot of micro communities that gather around these goofy characters, but it's deeper than just the character. It's actually a group of people who think about things the same way and approach certain areas of life the same way. So by Kia bringing them into the fold and saying, hey, we're part of your community, guess what they've done? They've just made the brand sticky. Like yes. in, a way, in a way that I've never seen OEM brands be able to cross that boundary. Well, I think it's interesting because when you, when you talk about NFTs, you either, I, I think they kind of go community one of two ways. Either you take an existing community and bring them onto NFTs because you've crafted yep, you community migrate, and you right. recognize that and you migrate them into the NFT world because yep. of validity or access or something like that. And then there's this, this other piece that, that Hyundai Kia is tapping into, which is saying, hey, there's a community that we can get to align with our brand. And if we align that correctly, we can actually migrate that community back into our community correctly. And I think that both ways are just dynamic plays on how to access the, this, this new web uh, social uh, atmosphere and, and thinking about like, how can I especially in regionalized, localized brands, brands, how can I connect communities, whether it be NFT or the local coffee shop community, how can I connect communities both ways, yeah. right? Without um, I think any business, uh, any business owner or entrepreneur should be thinking that way. We talked yesterday in, in our, I think our episode 00 for Auto Collabs, the new podcast, we talked about how bringing everybody together, collaborating isn't just dealers and industry partners. It's actually also... OEMs, and also you brought up the consumer, right? Yes. It's the collaboration between all those groups if we're going to be successful. And so this is an, I think this is a great example of OEMs reaching out to consumers, making the big play connection, right? The broad market connection and really teeing it up for Kia dealers to take the next step and bring some of these people yep. closer. And that means learning something about the Dead Army Skeleton Club NFTs because I guarantee you there's some Kia salespeople out there that understand NFTs and can really quickly get in that Discord, learn a little bit about the community, and I guarantee you there's a local element to that community, and boy, they should be buying Kias from this point forward. They really should. Absolutely. Thank you, OEM. Absolutely. Thank you, Kia, for thinking about that. It's dealer's turn to take the football and run with it because it is accessible. It's right on your phone. It's right on your screen. I don't want to hear any complaining later. There you go. You harsh? know what? I've been thinking about this. It's like, what communities are your people already embedded in that you can that you can draw back in? Like to the you mean your people community? in your store, right? Like yes. taking their community networks. Bingo. And and drawing from their knowledge of that community to pull that into the dealership network community lights out.
right? Lights out. We have some work to do, even though we had very little lights out time last night. We hope you go crush it this Wednesday. Go learn a little bit about something new, but more than anything, more than anything, go show people what the Retail Auto Dealer Network is about. <laughs>